balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I'm a scientist and by all accounts, a health and fitness nut. So I was looking for something that I thought might give me just a little bit more edge. And I've tried many things and I'm very strict in terms of my diet, my exercise, my lifestyle. I'm pleasantly surprised, I must admit. I typically in the winter times have respiratory issues or colds and this is the longest period I can remember where I haven't had one. My body is experiencing something that it's never had and then knowing that the change is because I took balance of nature and it's worth the money. That's all I can say. It's worth the money. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code Kate. Hi, everyone. It's Kate. I just wanted to mention MyPillow.com to you. You know, there's a lot of holidays and weddings and all kinds of things that we buy gifts for. And not to mention us. We buy things for ourselves. This is the best company for bedding. I mean, from everything from dog beds to pillows to sheets to towels to um, to stopping snoring. I mean, get the green pillow, get the blue pillow label from... Um, MyPillow.com. What an amazing company this is. And Mike Lindell is doing a heck of a job trying to inform everybody about the election fraud and actually have the proof there and show the the proof behind election fraud. Also, FrankSpeech.com. It's a censor-free Facebook. Go to MyPillow.com or you can call the number 800-873-1052. And make sure that you are ordering, put in the code Kate, get up to 40% off now. Oh my gosh, you guys, the products are that good. I'm telling you, I was shocked by them. I was seriously shocked. Make sure you support the show, Truth and Radio, Mike Lindell, and you're going to get great products. It's a great threefer. (laughs) Not a twofer, a threefer. Go to MyPillow.com and get up to 40% off right now. Do it. Thanks, you guys. When you realize that mainstream media has sold you a box of rocks... It's time to tune into the Kate Daly Show, America's newest addiction. The show starts now. Do you think it's possible that global warming is what led to the coronavirus? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that had something to do with it. Sure. Yeah. Global warming. It makes perfect sense. Like, I hate when people talk about black women being obese. I hate it. Because it becomes a way to blame us for a set of conditions that we didn't create. We're moving, we're taking care of kids, but our food quality suffers. We are living in the Trump era. And look, those policies kill our people. You can't get access to good health care, good insurance. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. And we have to have full disclosure of risks. And when you censor that, you cannot have that. It change, yeah, it changes everybody's mindset into believing it's safe and, effect, and, and effective. And when you have that, you don't report these adverse events as being associated so with that's, it because you, right, you eliminate that's, it. That's you don't their, want to be the fly in the ointment well, of no, a great you, vaccine. No, you don't think yeah. it's possible, right. right? So when a doctor sees uh, a miscarriage and says, I've never seen a, a baby like this 
in my entire career where it's so bloody and the brain is split in half and so forth. She's never seen anything like it. And she and and the woman was vaccinated a month ago and she's 25 weeks pregnant. When you have that sort of thing, the doctor says, well, it can't be the vaccine because the vaccine is safe. Well, and so they, they say, well, it must be a genetic defect. And they report it as a genetic defect and they don't even report it into the virus system. Wow, roll of insanity, am I right? That was, I know, it's uh, hi Uncle Milty, how are you? Good. And uh, that was roll of insanity news, but hey, what can I say? The last part was the was the truthful part. The first part was uh, interviewing man on the street for, did, did climate change cause COVID? Uh, uh-huh, yeah, I think it did. That's America for us right now. And then, of course, we have uh, black women sitting around Oprah style talking about how white women diet differently. So, cuz racism. <laughs> and, of course, the Trump era. Did you hear all the women go, uh-huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. What what stress did that bring you? Anyway, um, who knows? But uh, women loving to be victims. What can we say? And... Uh, of course, that was followed up by Dr. Robert Malone and some of uh, and some of his guys talking about the um, the censorship on the effects of the vaccine and how horrific it can be. A baby's head split in two and saying that that was genetic. Yeah, I don't even know what to say about that other than I I can't imagine anyone ponying themselves up for this experiment. I hope you like being a lab rat. Um Welcome to the show. Go to katedallyradio.com. Over 2.3 million people uh, have been passing around the the, uh, the sound clouds, and I love that because we turn this live show into a podcast. You can go to katedallyradio.com for the podcast listens. And then, of course, right now, we have a wonderful guest joining us. I'm always happy when Tom joins us because he is the voice, American policy, American... Um, I know I'm going to get the name wrong. American Policy Center. You can go to AmericanPolicy.org for more on Tom. But Tom is the guy when it comes to talking about Agenda 21, sustainable, I hate that word, sustainable development policies, uh, you name it. He is the guy. He speaks all over the place. He's uh, quoted in just about every periodical. I mean, he's been everywhere. And also, uh, what a career. 40 years. Been a businessman, grassroots activist on this, writer, publisher. Sure, so many things to his credit, and also the president of American Policy Center. Welcome, Tom Deweese. How are you? Welcome, Tom Deweese. How are you? Oops, I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I think we got disconnected, and so uh, he's going to be calling right back, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> He'll have missed his whole intro, which he probably doesn't want to hear anyway, <laughs> right? I mean, I wouldn't. Um, but Tom is a uh, is a fantastic guy, and uh, he'll be joining us to talk about uh, Tucker Carlson. You know, Tucker Carlson finally talked about this on his show last night, and so uh, I'm actually wanting to uh, play that for you as well because that was a, a very very interesting clip. Let me play it for a second while Tom is uh, calling in. Here we go. Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. You know, it would help is if I actually stopped the uh, intro music. There we go. And so let me let me get this back up. Here we go. Early 2009, more than 12 years ago, the Obama administration made a surprisingly, probably unprecedented accusation against Westchester County, New York, a pretty liberal place. According to the Obama administration, Westchester was an instrument of white supremacy, not the good liberals who live in Westchester, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, many others. No one accused them of being bigots. 
The problem was the buildings they lived in. All those single-family homes, row upon leafy row, set back from the street, well-tended lawns, mailboxes. Those were all examples of racism, literally structural racism. And the only solution the Obama people announced was much greater density, more subsidized housing complexes in Westchester, more high-rise apartment buildings, maybe some drug-addicted vagrants living on the sidewalk begging for change. Only if Westchester County became more like the Bronx could it become non-racist. Hmm. Well, this was all something of a surprise to the people who live in Westchester, again, most of whom are dutiful liberals. This is Tucker Carlson last They didn't realize night. they had a white supremacy problem. Between 2000 and 2010, for example, according to the census numbers, Westchester's black and Hispanic population had risen by more than 50%. So how could the county be racist? It didn't seem to make any sense. In court, the Obama administration explained their reasoning. They singled out Westchester's practice of standard zoning. That referred to county regulations that restricted the height of certain buildings and limited the placement of sewers to protect the drinking water. It sounds reasonable. But according to the Obama administration, those were restrictive practices. Mm, we're going to be talking about this with Tom DeWeese. How are you, Tom? I'm well. Good, good. I know. A little technical difficulty. What can I say? It's been going on the whole show. Um, but I so appreciate you coming on. I played that Tucker Carlson clip from last night because he seems to be on fire lately. I love Tucker Carlson. He's about the only one that I even would listen to on mainstream. But let me just tell you, he hit that this subject that's really, really important for us to understand. And I cannot wait to hear you expand on this. Yeah, I've been writing about this very issue for uh, the last year or so, mm -hmm. and it is spreading. And the, uh, you know, it's several states and the Biden administration, uh, you know, to put this in place. And and your home is right. in the uh, target. Jeez, I I don't even know what to say. So so if you are a poor minority living in a government housing project called affordable, it's all paid for by tax dollars. You say mostly middle income by mostly you know middle income Americans, including um, uh, in in still more government programs or monthly checks and coupons to apply for food, free health care, free education. Let's throw in a free cell phone. Seems like people are really hurting, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, <right. laughs> wow. The ones paying for it. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. And so does that make sense? You know, does that make us a generous nation? You know, are we the are we are, are not the poor well cared for and satisfied? And the answer to this is no. And so let's talk a little bit about this and get into why this is a problem. Tucker Carlson brought this up last night. And so he was talking about Biden, correct? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, you know, what, what he was saying is kind of the second half of this. We, uh, we have people living in single-family home neighborhoods. Uh, people have paid for those homes. This is how uh, – the fact of the matter is the only real way to uh, build personal wealth for the average person is through private property ownership. You begin to get equity in your home. This is how lo local or, uh, you know, the average person kind of begins to build that uh, wealth. And then uh, the fact of the matter is 60% of the businesses in this country were started by people using the equity in their homes to be able to uh, start their businesses. Right. And uh, in the past, 60% of those uh, of the people employed in this country were working for those. So this is how you build an economy right. and, uh, and, and build personal wealth. But uh, they now see that people living in single-family neighborhoods are racist 
because <laughs> the, the mayor of Minneapolis said this, that they are racist because people living under uh, zoning protections for single-family neighborhoods uh, where you have a backyard, place for the kids to mm-hmm, play, and so mm-hmm. on, are, uh, sing- are self-segregating themselves from people they don't want to live next to. And <laughs> meanwhile, they're looking at the... Uh, government housing projects that are low income and what they call fair housing, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. forth. And um, they're saying, well, gee, uh, those people are away from the schools and away from the jobs, and that's not fair. We need to take those building projects and move them in to these single-family neighborhoods and uh, make it all fair for everyone. And uh, the other line that's going on with this mm-hmm. is that, uh, and this is the governor of uh, Oregon is saying this, and uh, many others, is that we have a housing shortage in this country, and this is what we have to do to take care of that. Because, golly gee, where you have a backyard and so forth, and mm-hmm. one family living there, we could put ten families in that space and take care of the housing shortage. This is the argument that they are, I, are putting together. I think we're going to run out of reasons and excuses is why people can't succeed. <laughs> I think the victimhood clan is so busy running around trying to figure out how to victimize themselves that where they're going to run out of excuses at some point. I mean, now it's it's this. It's the latest is this, right? Is That's racist? I, I guess I, I just have such a hard time understanding that people have not... Are they going to their city councils and their, and their communities and, and calling them out on this? Or no? Not yet. Oh. Not yet. And huh. that's that's something we need them to do. Now, they are starting on this critical race theory in, in the schools. Mm-hmm. That is starting to wake up a lot of people. Yeah. But these kind of programs have been kind of building on us, uh, on our housing programs and so forth. And as I said, what Tucker was saying was the second half of the issue. The first half of the issue is looking at the reason why people are poor. Why are they poor? And we have all these government programs. Since 1964, under Lyndon Johnson, the government has been pouring billions of dollars, trillions of dollars, into supposedly the war on poverty and to take care of the poor. The end result of all of that has been we've got more poor. It's a growth product. Well, and it, what it is, it, 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 it's done on purpose because what it has done is built the size and power of government, filled the pockets of a whole lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. supposedly helping these. Right. And, of course, the politicians can stick out their chest and say how uh, compassionate they are about trying to help the poor. But in reality, mm-hmm. we've got people living in right. neighborhoods that are hell holes. Right. And I don't think you can call them anything else. We're going to... We're going to come right back. We're going to come right back more with Tom DeWeese. And uh, what do you do when you don't have a huge poverty problem in America? Well, you create one, says the government. We'll be right back. Kate Daly Show. Be right back with more with Tom DeWeese when we come back. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. In the ghetto. And his mama cries. Cause if there's one thing she don't need, it's another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto. Gotta play. The song was begging to be played. Come on. All right. 
helping hand is the very least they're going to get here in this country. Um, well, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. And also, Mike uh, Lindell and I partnered up. What a great guy he is. And trying to expose the uh, fraud the voting fraud in America right now. And you can actually go to MyPillow.com. You can help Truth and Radio and uh, because uh, your purchase helps this show and also because it's the best sheets and towels and comforters and mattresses and pillow toppers and robes and, and slippers and dog beds. You name it, they have it there. And uh, they're the very best products because Mike Lindell spends, spends a lot of time with the product lines before he ever chooses them and uses them. And even the bath sheets, the extra big towels, plush and awesome, incredible. All you have to do is go to MyPillow.com and put in the code word Kate. K-A-T-E, you'll get up to 40% off. Take advantage of it. They've got the most wonderful specials. And of course, MyPillow, all the different kinds of MyPillow are sold on the website. So if you snore or you know someone that snores, wink, wink, make sure you get them the pillow, the blue label or the green label takes care of the snoring. I know you heard it from me. It takes care of the snoring and you can't get them on the website. So, I mean, I'm sorry, you can get them on the website, but you can't get them in the stores. So make sure to go to the website, mypillow.com and put in the code word Kate. My guest is Tom DeWeese. And I always love having Tom on because um, nobody can talk Agenda 21 and housing and uh, all of these social equity drives, everything that's going on right now. No one can do a a just job as much as uh, Tom DeWeese to this. And if you uh, have questions about this, the best place to go is his website, and that is American Policy Center, but it's under American Policy and then .org, not .com, .org. So AmericanPolicy.org, he's got wonderful articles on this, but we're talking about, this was on Tucker Carlson last night, we're talking, the second half of this, but we're talking about housing, and we're talking about the welfare problem, because in the 1950s, we were making about three grand a year, right? And we didn't have a problem. We didn't have a huge poverty problem in America. You had tiny little pockets of it. But then Robert Kennedy went down and then Lyndon Johnson, of course, served up the the big, huge government. Let's solve a problem after we just created it. Poverty issue to get Americans dependent. Right. Hmm. So, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just uh, just kind of going over that. I don't know if people have really put that together, or really realized that we were doing pretty well as a country and we didn't have a huge poverty problem. This was post-World War II. People were getting on their feet, uh, owning homes, property, um, really, really succeeding uh, with their hard work and opportunity. And so, so Lyndon Johnson really changed the face of this by dumping government money and programs. I mean, I mean, d- not dumping programs, but getting these programs together to serve this welfare problem that actually nationally really wasn't this huge apparent thing going on. Correct? At the yeah, time? absolutely. He called it the Great Society. We're going to change all this stuff. We're going to fix everything. And you know, in the beginning, the the welfare program basically was called assistance. You may remember that. Mm-hmm. And what they meant was, hey, you know, if your your paycheck isn't quite making it this month, you find yourself short or whatever, we can give you some assistance and 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 help you through a, a tough time. Well, lo and behold, as years go by, they changed that to the the full fledged uh, full fledged uh, welfare program, and. Uh, the, the truth of the matter is now on welfare, if you're collecting those checks, uh, you cannot have a job. It is not right. assistance anymore. It is a way of life. 
And if you get a job, then you lose it. And even if Ronald Reagan, when he was running for president, used to tell the story about a, a lady who was on welfare, mm-hmm. but she was able to save 5 or $6 a month and put in a savings account just in case something would come up where she would need some extra money. They found out about that. They confiscated that savings account, and they took her off of welfare. And so here we have the situation with, with people. Well, you know, one of the things they're using to claim racism, people who have a, a, an economic understanding of how stupid this whole system is and how it's literally creating more poor, we start to talk about the economic common sense of, of other ways of doing this, and they uh, begin to play it up that we are taking away their lifeline. We are cold-hearted, and we don't care about these people. Yep. And that's, that's the line that they're using to, to come after us, terrible, cold-hearted conservatives. The truth of the matter is we want equal opportunity for everyone to be able to succeed on their own, and they want to keep them tied to this system. And somehow, some way, they've twisted the words around so that if somebody is trying to free these people from this and have a better life, mm-hmm. they're the bad guys. And the Democrats, the liberals putting all this together are the compassionate ones who really care about the poor. And now we've got a growth uh, product of more and more poor. That's the insanity of this entire system. No, you're so right. You know, I was thinking about that opening clip and I was thinking about how many things are getting are getting built on top of the racism lie, because I'm sorry, in 2021, if you went around the country, you aren't going to find that in most pockets of America. I'm sorry, it's just not there. And then what I found interesting, there was a meme, and I kind of chuckled at this meme because it was so true. Only in America can an ethnic group have Black Awareness Month, a Black holiday, Black-only colleges, Black-only dating sites, Black-only bars and clubs. And like I said, you know, housing, right? And then turn around and claim that uh, everyone's a racist. I mean, it's, kind, it's, it's truly amazing what we've turned into in this country and the lies we'll believe coming out of mainstream. It's amazing. And Biden is writing this. He is absolutely writing this infrastructure package to increase all of this. Not to, I mean, we're not going to get rid of this unless people stand up locally, right? I, I don't know. Well, we, Uncle Milty? Mm-hmm. Yep. Either stand up locally or buy a few F-15s. I guess, <laughs> yes, yeah. <we> <laughs> and a couple of nukes. Oh, yeah. I, I, mean, I hear they're sold out of those at the uh, stores. Insanity. But this this whole this whole issue of they're backing themselves into a corner, really, because they keep going with this narrative and they keep running out of the ways in which in which the racist society is making all of this happen and then putting them in these corners because they, they're going to get to a point where they don't have anything left to blame. I don't, yeah. it's very strange. What I, what I've noticed, especially in the last year or so, they've gotten very arrogant about it. They thought they really had this down and, and moving forward and they're going to be able to put all in all their whole policy in place. And they have stepped very quickly, too quickly forward. And people are beginning to see it now. And, I think we're, you know, I, I do think we're going to find the truth out about the theft of this election, mm-hmm. and uh, a whole lot. As I said before, the, you know, the, I've been called a conspiracy theorist for 30 years because <laughs> of Agenda 21 and what right. I've been trying to tell people. It's all happening now, mm-hmm. and it's right in front of people. And I jokingly say the tinfoil has fallen off my head like. Uh, 
snowflakes <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> no, is that not the truth? In fact, I don't understand how we're the conspiracy theorists when they think there's a plague going on that's not happening. They also think climate change is going on and no one's been affected by climate change. So it is kind of funny that we're called the conspiracy theorists when all of this is coming to pass right right now in, in such fashion and form you can't ignore it. Uncle Milty? A, a brilliant uh, journalist today asked a uh, asked on the beach if they felt that climate change was the cause of the building collapse. Oh, and that was the cause, the climate change? No. That's not happening? Of oh. course not. Yeah, of course but not. But that, that was the brilliant question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is kind of amazing that we are the conspiracy theorists. I mean, Agenda 21 has been so vocalized. It's been, well, Agenda 30, it's been, it's been out there. They put it out there. This is not something that was just conjured up by some sort of person sitting around thinking about it. This was all written out. I have, I have said many, many times, all I have ever done is quote them. I'm not creative enough to make this stuff up. Right. And yet I'm the one who's called crazy and I'm just quoting them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this whole racist thing and so forth, you know, Martin Luther King called for, you know, people to be judged by the content of their character rather than the color of their skin and and dreamed of a, a colorless society. And Everybody I know, I mean, obviously there's radicals in different places and, and, and you know, that kind of thing. But for the, the most part, the average Americans accepted that idea. And we wanted to have that colorless society. And everybody had the same opportunity. So, and it's when you start to blame uh, people for things they haven't done mm-hmm. and, and start to make these outrageous charges and so forth, then you begin to create that, that division. And that's yeah. what they're doing. They're doing it deliberately. And I, I talk so, to Americans all the time of both sides. Nobody wants that. No. And, and you're hearing lots of black people now coming out saying how, they, uh, how insulted they are, saying they're not capable of getting identification to go vote. Yeah, you know? I know. It, it isn't it amazing? And Biden kept saying they were too dumb to use the Internet or find it for the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, I could not believe he came out with that. Yeah. So the, the, the desire to eliminate the suburbs, the desire to really eliminate the working, the, 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 the middle class, right? What, what was your take on BlackRock buying up all these homes since well, this 2009? Is something we're just learning about, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that I'm, uh, I haven't looked into it deeply mm-hmm. yet because I've just kind of gotten aware of it, but it's, it obviously makes sense yeah. because it is, when, when you see them come out with a program and a suggestion They've already got an idea in the background how they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're going through the whole Great Reset and all that, and that's, that's going to affect our investment system, Wall Street and everything else, and I've got a whole uh, thing on that. But now with them buying up whole neighborhoods, mm-hmm. that makes complete sense. Yeah. And uh, the, the bottom line of the thing, I mean, first of all, you know, as you look at how people are living in these government uh, this government housing they call fair housing low mm-hmm. income housing and you know you, you have people living in these horrible places that are all completely run down you know the, the things don't work the air conditioning doesn't work the appliances fail the roof leaks the windows are broken the plumbing all backs up and they try to call people try to call for uh you know repairs and they don't get them mm-hmm. the other thing is you've got <laughs> these unsavory people living in there, these these gangs, these MS-13 people. You've got you know the the, the pimps that are mm-hmm. and, and the drug dealers that are uh, you know sitting down on everybody. And 
this is the way right. it is. Now, why is that? Why, if this is government housing, why mm-hmm. isn't, why doesn't the government come in and clean up the trash, make things work, make yeah. them all operate? Because government is a monopoly. It doesn't work efficiently. The people, the, the bureaucrats, government bureaucrats that are running these mm-hmm. housing developments don't care. They don't have a stake in it. They're going to get their paycheck no matter what. The only people who really take care of their property and, and understand the value, what they have to do to keep it up, are the people who own it. White Private or black. Property. Yeah, white or black, exactly. the ones that yeah. own it. <laughs> have yeah, let, me, let me say this in, mm-hmm. in, in reaction to that. One of the big prog- uh, programs that is coming into every single city, mm-hmm. you're seeing these big high-rises built downtown. The argument is that, uh, hey, you don't have to have a car anymore, you take public transportation, right. walk uh, to work, ride your bike. All, this is all this, gov- uh, this climate change idea, you know, to protect mm-hmm. the environment, and, uh, and it's called smart growth. Ooh, What's okay. happening when they put this together so, in your community? Let, let's You've talk got- about that right when we come back. Smart growth, okay, because right. smart growth is huge topic. We'll be right back. More with Tom DeWeese when we come back. AmericanPolicy.org. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. for you and me. We only have slop on the stove, you know, and an interstate running through your front yard. So that's America. Um, interesting lyrics, if you ever want to check those out. By the way, um, welcome back to the Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Um, and uh, you can find the podcasts of the show uh, right there, and you can share those. Also, there's a, a new section called Show Topics. I'm in Facebook jail, Facebook felon, again. And so, um, this time for seven days for saying that I sounded like a tranny reading uh, school children's books to children at the local library. And so, I'm in jail for like seven days. And, um, and hopefully, I'll learn my ways and get back to, you know, um, quoting, you know, the general uh, mainstream media culture line again. That won't happen, but I guess I'll be in jail again. So show topics under on, on the tab under the website, katedallyradio.com will give you kind of my daily, you know, here's the notes from the show. I'll put Tom DeWeese's uh, website there for you. Just go to show topics every day after the show and you'll get those links to things we've talked about in the show. Um, also, I just want to mention balance of nature. Get over to balanceofnature.com and make sure you're getting the supplement everyone's raving about. And when I say raving, I mean all the testimonials are real that you hear in the ads. They are all fantastic testimonials because people love talking about it. Balance of Nature is a food uh, supplement. We all need one. 
And so if you're going to if you're going to order one, order this one. I did my homework and this was by far the best. 31 fruits and vegetables a day. The vegetables are that great and uh, they are fantastic. No chemicals, no pesticides and no more blah days for you because you're getting 31 fruits and vegetables, the nutrients of those every single day. Three uh, veggie caplets, three fruit caplets and I swear, this is the best product. So go to balanceofnature.com and put in the code Kate and get uh, 35% off and free shipping. It's a third off and free shipping. What do you have to lose? Try it out. Uh, I have Tom DeWeese with me. We're going to talk about smart growth. And I also want to ask, where is all this going? Because we were talking about BlackRock. BlackRock's been buying up the home since 2009 and then putting them since the housing crash in 2009 and putting them back um, as rentals with jacked up prices all over America. And so I want to ask him where that's going to, uh, where does he see all of this going? But Tom DeWeese from AmericanPolicy.org, you can check that out. His website is amazing. Uh, he's doing a lot of things to help um, try to slow down this uh, and stop this agenda at 2130. Um, it's just amazing what's going on in America right now and quickly. But let's talk smart growth, Tom. Yeah, uh, you know, this is what every single community in this country is putting in place. Mm -hmm. And it's sold as this way to uh, bring everybody together to live in these high rises downtown. The uh, the suburban housing is sprawl. Mm -hmm. That is just, you know, that's their that's an evil word that keeps growing. Uh, the community keeps growing. And, and the problem with sprawl is that you have to build stores out that way and uh, other things to, to supply those housing developments. And you have to drive your car. Well, of course, that creates the uh, uh, traffic jams and all that. This is all the stuff that they talk about. Well, uh, there are several things here. Uh, Portland, Oregon was basically deemed the poster child of uh, smart growth mm -hmm. and sustainable development. And the first thing they did was they put uh, a uh, basically a uh, growth boundary around the city. And they said no growth will take place outside of this because that's evil sprawl. And so they, they cut out the ability to build out that way. And now focusing on the inner city, they begin to put in all, all of these smart growth high rises and so forth. And... Uh, what they didn't count on was the population of Portland grew by an enormous amount over a 10 or 20 year period. And all of a sudden they have a housing crisis what? from all of this hmm. and a housing shortage from it. Well, if they let the free market build the houses that are needed as time, as, as the mm -hmm. population grew, they wouldn't have that problem. But government gets in the way and they do this. Right. The other thing they do with this is you've got, City councilmen, a lot of people don't realize this, their city councilmen are surrounded by non-governmental organizations, private organizations with their own agendas. And they are sitting around with these city councilmen in the back rooms when you don't see them. These guys know how to present their programs, and they know how to get the grant money from the federal government to pay for it. <laughs> and they are surrounding your city councilmen. This is the reason why you find it difficult to talk to your city councilmen. You come up with a different idea, and they've been pounded on by these NGOs, and you sound strange to them because they see what they're promoting as the proper role of government. <laughs> what they have done at that point is they've mapped out, they're going to build these shiny new downtown areas, and they pick usually to start with 
the, uh, the lower income areas, and they go in there and they bulldoze what's there. You've got people living there, minorities living there, who own their own home. Believe it or not, they're there. Mm-hmm. Also, some of them own small businesses. When those bulldozers come in, they are pushed out and their life is destroyed because they are not able to go back. When, the, when they build these new high-rises and all these shiny new uh, little centers there, they don't bring back those uh, minority businesses that were there. Mm-hmm. They bring in the corporations yeah. who have now the restaurants and the stores and so forth. You're right. Those people are then forced onto these government uh, programs, housing and welfare and so forth, and their life is over as an, an amount, as an ability to make, uh, you know, reach dreams and goals of their own. They are now controlled by this government. That is what they call smart growth, and, it is, and, and now they're focusing on all that, going into the single-family neighborhoods. Again, racist. We've got to get rid of that. We've got we to spread it. That housing pattern, as that's all described, is the future of your neighborhood if you allow it to continue to grow this way. Wow. Smart growth. I'm surprised they didn't call it Apple Pie America because that's usually any any name they give anything like that is usually sounds a little like smart growth. Doesn't it sound great? It's kind of like social justice that you talk about and you say, you know what? All this is is redistribution of wealth, your wealth and what you've worked for. And I agree. All this is doing is going in, depriving people of their livelihood and pushing corporation and government on us and making us dependent. The other thing that's happening with it is a lot of these are now rental buildings coming Mm -hmm. in there, and they are now focusing on landlords, private landlords. Private landlords are people who keep the properties up because it's a business for them, and if they don't keep the properties up, they don't get business. And now they're focusing on them. They've raised costs. They've raised taxes. They've raised regulations on them. And they've even, in Baltimore, Maryland, they, they actually, the NAACP filed a lawsuit, and they, they've made it so that landlords aren't even allowed to ask potential renters if they can afford the rent. <laughs> What's going to happen is landlords are going to go out of business, and what is going to be now, after all of this is put in place, where are you going to get housing? All housing will be government housing. That's the plan. That's what's behind all of this. It just makes me sick to think about this. I, You know, $12 million passed in a new tax, you said, uh, per year. $12 million for affordable housing in Oregon. Baltimore was the city on the East Coast that they really kind of zooped this up and really tried to um, kind of, you know, make sure that this was the new norm, right? Baltimore on that side? It's just, yeah. it's just amazing. You can see what's going on with these cities. You can see how this hurts people, yet they're going to keep steamrolling this. And so, and, and who's doing it? The cities? The cities are allowing it. The cities are the ones passing the taxes, right? Well, it, it, what, like I said, with these NGO organizations, mm. they are bringing in federal grant money. This brings in HUD, EPA, Department of Transportation, and you, your city may... Mm-hmm. be applying for a grant. Uh, I'll tell you, my hometown in Ohio uh, has a square around in the center of town. And uh, obviously around that, it's over you know, 150 years old, there's a courthouse in the center of the square. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's, there's uh, 
uh, you know, infrastructure there. Right. There are old pipes. There are old wires and so forth. And they were beginning to break down, and they wanted to do something about that. That's a legitimate thing for government to do. And somebody said, oh, get a grant from the EPA. <laughs> and they did. Wow. The grant from the EPA had stipulations in it. Oh, yeah, they could fix that infrastructure, but they also had to put a roundabout in each corner of the square what? to eliminate the traffic lights. <laughs> and that, they, I mean, this cost millions of dollars right. beyond anything it should have been. And there, they, it would take months to put one of these roundabouts in, and they would block off everything while they were doing that. There's a, there was a restaurant there. It was there for over 100 years that went out of business because people couldn't get to it while they had it blocked off. Was there anything in the grant to keep them in business? No. But that's what happens when uh, they, they get these grants and they right. have this, uh, you know, the, the, the uh, wording in there to comply is to put these things in place. Uncle Milty? They're, they're following the HOA model. Is what doing. <laughs> you know what? You know what I think they're doing. I think they're following the Africa model. We send our NGO dollars over to Africa to compete, and they can't have their businesses. They can't start businesses because they're competing with our federal tax dollars given via NGOs, right? You have, you know, the other part of this is public-private partnerships. These global corporations, mm -hmm. whether they're Walmart, Target, Amazon, they are all playing the game. And what they do is they use their independence and their advertising budgets to promote these programs. Listen, every single ad now is sustainable, sustainable, sustainable. They are selling the poison in their advertising budgets, and government is then giving them tax breaks and all kinds of other preferential treatments go to the front of the line for goodies. Uh, that's wow. public-private partnerships. It's Mussolini fascism, right. and this is, what they're, this is what's and, putting this in place. And then all the politicians, and I know because my own city is dumb enough to do this. They really are. They're that dumb. They will actually go and say, yay, grant money. Look at all this affordable housing we're building. And they actually have transformed our city into a mini, what will be sort of this mini slum in a few years. And I think it's amazing to me they get away with it because all the politicians go, look at me, I got grant money. No one ever says that grant money has all of these stipulations. The cost of grant money, it's not free. And they, people don't understand it's not free money. It's our money. Yeah, and they, and they will sell it that it is. Well, our tax dollars—that's our—we getting our money back. If we don't apply for this grant, right? Then we're we're cheating our own taxpayers. Oh my gosh! And how many yep. cities in America are doing this right now? I know cities all across America right now are listening to this, saying, Almost "Oh my gosh, my city is doing that exact thing," and they're telling us if we don't get the money, we're just short. I mean, it's absolutely a lie. It is a lie, and they're building up all these housing. Everybody's noticed in the last year this housing has gone berserk, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. and under the Obama administration, you had the AFFH plan affirmatively furthering fair housing, and that was the, all this program. And it, it was you know, targeting the uh, uh, single-family neighborhoods and all of that. That's, that's where I began to learn about it. And, uh, you know, Trump and uh, Dr. Carson, uh, Ben Carson, tried to get rid of it. But the, the massive pushback they were getting from these NGOs who were just, you know, uh, stuffing their pockets with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's still they never really got rid of it. And now uh, Biden is uh, bringing it all back. Oh, it just makes me ill. It really does. I, 
I hope people are noticing this. I hope they're fighting against it. I mean, is that that's all we can do is go to the cities and fight against this, I guess. I don't know what else to do about it. This is this is what I'm really working on, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I call it creating a freedom pod. Okay. And, and the, the purpose of it is focus on your community. Don't worry about what's going on next door or next door. Focus on your community. Organize. One of the problems with our side is that we don't like government. We want government right. uh, you know, very limited and, and out mm-hmm. of our lives. Sure. And the idea of getting involved in city council meetings and all these extra little uh, board meetings and all that sort of thing is like give me a headache come on yeah you're right we we do get excited about helping somebody run for president oh that's exciting (laughs) you're right failed to build the infrastructure of an organization to really have an impact on these kind of programs yep and so and this this hurts us more by building a freedom pod okay and i believe that when you do this in your community and if you succeed then it'll go to the next community go. and the next one. And I've had that proven to me right. uh, that others have told me. Oh, you know, we, we, we succeeded at this, and people are calling us now right. saying, how'd you do that? Go to AmericanPolicy.org to find out more about that. Tom is going to stay with us for another segment of the show. So if you don't get this segment in your area, please get it on podcast. Um, but my gosh, there's so much to say about this. We will be right back. Kate Daly Show, KateDalyRadio.com. KateDalyRadio.com. And of course, Tom DeWeese, American Policy. American Policy.org. We'll be right back.